The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Testing one, two. All right. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to come out uh, for our evening council community meeting. And I will now call to order our meeting for this evening. And if the clerk will please call the roll. Council Member Benson did indicate that he will not be present this evening. Madam President. Council Member Fred Dorhall III. Council Member Letitia Johnson. Council Member Gabriela Santiago Romero. Council Member Mary Waters. Council Member Angela Winfield Calloway. Present. Council Member Cole Mignon, a second. Council President Pro Tem James Tate. Here. Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. Madam President, you have a quorum. And also, Madam President, I don't know if it's just my end, but if I barely could hear you and it sounds very muffled. Okay. All right, thank you. Can you all hear me? Can you all hear me pretty well? Okay. So to uh, our IT and media services, I'm not sure if there needs to be anything to adjust my volume for those who are attending virtually. Um, if you would like to make a public comment, please raise your hand at this time as we will cut off public comment very soon. Just raise your hand and we'll bring you a public comment card. If you are attending virtually, just raise your hand and we, again, we will be cutting off public comments soon. Uh, we have Ms. Brenda Simmons, who is here today to bring welcome remarks and also an invocation. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm sorry, we can't hear you. I'm not sure if her microphone is on. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Oh, okay, if everyone would stand for prayer. I am Associate Pastor Brenda Simmons, and on behalf of Greater Grace Temple, I greet you in behalf of our pastor, Bishop Charles H. Ellis III, and our beautiful First Lady. The word of the Lord says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our pathway. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you and we honor you for this day, for surely this is the day you have made, and your word says for us to rejoice and be glad in it. And we are so glad that you allowed us to see yet another day. You allowed us to rise up today to feed ourselves, to clothe ourselves, to go forth in you, even to this very moment and hour. And for this, we say thank you. Thank you for this gathering on today, Lord Jesus. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that all will go well. Every agenda, every assignment, every task will be fulfilled. We thank you for every family that's represented here on today. And we believe that there's any lack, if there's any illness, if there's any sickness, Lord, that you will turn it around for the good. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you as well. And we thank uh, Bishop Ellis and First Lady for allowing us to be here this evening and of course all that they do uh, for the city of Detroit. We appreciate you all for allowing us to be here. Thank you. All right, we're going to now move to our recognition of department representatives and also council staff. Um, all of the city departments that are here today, if you can please stand and be recognized.
And we can start on my left, Mr. Downwell. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, we will now recognize city council members, staff, starting with council member Angela, Angela Calloway staff. All right. Count, yep. Council member Johnson staff. All right. <laughs> council member Durhaw staff. Council Member Waters staff. Council President Sheffield staff. Council Member Benson staff. And Council Member Young's staff. Council Member Santiago Ramiro staff. And of course, District one staff, who I know you are gonna hear about tonight, President Pro Tem Tate staff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we appreciate you all, and I'm gonna now turn it over to your city council, President Pro Tem, James Tate. Thank you, Madam President. I didn't know, do we have the uh, handheld mic available? Um, Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I talked earlier today about uh, City Council having a few perks. Uh, and today is another opportunity for us to exercise one of those perks. And that is honoring uh, residents of the City of Detroit who do great things. And tonight, that's exactly what we're going to do. We have a group of individuals who have gone uh, for, I think it's five years now. And I don't care if the, when the pandemic hit, they still kept doing what they do. Uh, last Saturday was the final uh, cleanup of this particular year, uh, but I have no doubt in my mind that next year the cycle's gonna wash, rinse, repeat, and they'll be right back at it again. So I'm gonna ask uh, Miss uh, Mary Madigan, as well as Jackie Jackson, Johnson to come forward, please. And tonight we're gonna be honoring the Rosedale Fun Litter Pickup Club. So, you know, the city of Detroit, we have what's called Motor City Makeover, and that's, you know, we're starting to now do it like 365 days a year, we say, but these <laughs> folks are really out here uh, pretty much, oh, come on up, no, it's, come on, come on, come on through, come on through, yeah, this is your time. <laughs> these folks have, have, have made a commitment to ensure that they uh, work to uh, beautify our community uh, on a regular basis, and it's not easy. It's difficult, tough annoying, angering to have to clean up other people's mess. But unfortunately, and she just said it's <laughs> fulfilling as well, especially when you see the outcome, but you should see these bags. And I've gone out with them a few times. I have to say that I'm gonna join you even more so, uh, but the reality is uh, if it were not for folks like you and you all, our city would look even more challenging than it does at times. So we wanna thank you uh, again, on behalf of the city of Detroit, the residents of District 1, uh, for the work that you all uh, commit to. So I'm going to sh shut mine down, 
and give the mic over to Ms. Jackie Johnson to allow her to show a presentation on exactly what the Fun Litter Pickup Club actually does. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, everyone, and thank you. Let me get the title right. Councilman, President Pro Tem, James Tate. I had to rehearse that. Okay, thank you for the invitation. First of all, I want to say that Mary Madigan here started this pickup club. So she's our foundress, she calls herself, foundress. She's the foundress, so she's responsible for this. So the Rosedale Fun Litter Pickup Club, we began in March of 2017 as a response to the littering in our neighborhood, our beautiful neighborhood in North Rosedale Park. Our mission is to pick up litter and foster fun, friendship, and community beautification. And we do have fun. It's not all work. Our model, we meet uh, once a, once a month, the second Saturday of the month, at Rosa's Coffee Shop on Grand River. And we have fun icebreakers. We even learn some hustles. Um, we <clears throat> give news if anyone has any news, any fun events coming up. Uh, that we have planned. So this is the beginning, this is one of our early pictures here um, when we first started. The areas we focus on are alleys. You can see that very clean alley, it's on, uh, near Six Mile. And those are some of the people, including myself, who clean up that area. You can see what a mess it is here on this side with all the bottles and just everything you can imagine out there. So that's Grand River before picture. And that's an after picture. Look how beautiful it is. Very nice. Outer Drive is another part where we concentrate on. Those are the Outer Drive crew there, some of the Outer Drive crew. McNichols. Now that can have been knocked over, that receptacle, in the winter. And all that trash froze to the ground. And Councilman Tate helped us get another receptacle there. But I ended up picking up all that trash <laughs> because it stayed there too long for my taste and I just said, let me go get it, and I did. There are some more people on, on Six Mile. That's their, their trash beat, if you will, Six Mile McNichols. And that's another before and after some of the trash that's along the fence there and after Southfield Freeway. Okay, we have fun. This is the fun part. We have holiday parties. There's a holiday party there in 2017 at Mary's house. She so graciously opened her house, she and her husband, Tom, and allow us to come there and have fun. And we also had one at a coffee shop, another Christmas party there, and game night at our member Raymond's house. We had a game night. It was so nice. We played Chain Reaction. He's the game master. So our results we have picked up for five years now an average of 13 bags of litter removed each month, 572 bags of litter, 62 unique neighbors engaged, and five boulevards beautified with flower plantings. So we do really good work. This is a quote. You want me to read the quote, Mary? You put it in here. Okay. We can organize, we can influence, some of us can donate. If not money, then at least I support all the young people who are trying to save the planet. I support old people who try as well. You're included. 
Okay, and let's see here. Uh, how neighbors can get involved. Uh, we email flyers. Um, our next pickup is in March. We start in March uh, 2023 already. Wow. Um, we encourage neighbors on the block uh, to clean their block and also business businesses around the area. We'll stop in and say, hey, you know, we're out here. Can you help us keep it clean out here? Um, put a can out here, whatever you can do uh, to help us out. So, and also we have a Facebook club, uh, Facebook page, Rosedale Fun Litter Pickup Club. So join us, like us on Facebook, and any suggestions, questions? Mary, I'll hand you the mic. But that's, that's all from us. We thank you again. Thank you so much. Oh, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. No, you can't leave yet. So the other thing that the Fun Litter Pickup Club does, so they have fun. They also clean up uh, trash within the community as well. One very important uh, project that they worked on, there was a young lady who uh, was a part of the team, and she identified, she had a project in college. You all remember what I'm talking about. She had a project in college. Um, and she said, you know, I want to figure out why my neighborhood is flooding. And so she went out into the neighborhood and she looked and said, oh my goodness, these storm drains. We, those of you who live over in D1, you know we always seem to have a lot of infrastructural improvements, which we like when they're done, but while they're taking place, sometimes a bit of a challenge. And so what ended up happening was DWSD, the water department, had gone through the neighborhood and done some infrastructure improvement, but left the nylon netting in the storm drains. Well, if it were not for the Fun Litter Pickup Club going through the neighborhoods, they've identified, I think it was like 100 plus of those storm drains that were clogged and provided that information to the city of Detroit, who then we turned around and then removed those uh, nylon coverings over the storm drains. And now we don't have that flooding anymore. So it's impact. That's impact, come on. I knew we were going to get you on the mic sooner or later. The young woman's name was Brianna Howell, and her auntie is here tonight. Deb, do you want to say anything about it? Now, she displayed great um, leadership for such a young person and was able to engage dozens of people in the community in walking up and down the streets, examining their sewers. She had a little um, pre-printed template that she had made up for everybody to fill out the house address and, you know, turn it all in. And there were prizes for the speediest people to turn their, um, their little surveys in. And in that way, um, a lot of people were engaged and a lot of flooding um, ceased to happen in our community. Yeah. So there's a lot of work. But it's a lot of fun in that work as well. And we want to take the time today to recognize and acknowledge those who've participated in the Fun Litter Pickup Club. So without further ado, our first awardee, this is Award of Recognition. The first goes to Diana Brown. Y'all give a round of applause for Ms. Diana Brown. She's not here. Not here? All right, so what it says is, thank you for thank you and the Rosedale Fun Litter Pickup Club for keeping Detroit beautiful. And again, these are award of recognitions that will go to each one of the members. All right. All right. Next up is Paulette Brown. 
congratulations. You if you can just take a step over there, thank you. Miss Kay Davis. Carrie Ann Pfeiffer. Congratulations and thank you. Kathy Garrett. Congratulations, thank you. Raymond Gregory. The man right here. <laughs> Appreciate you. Miriam Hughes. Is Miriam here? I didn't see her. All right, we'll put that one back. Mr. Kevin Johnson. Come on up. Reverend Pastor Kevin Johnson. Thank you so much, sir. All right. How about M Melanie Johnson? Melanie here? Yeah, there she is. Oh, you look fine. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Nonerl Jones. Yes. Congratulations and thank you. Denise Macon. I know we made it a little difficult to get through that, didn't we? Congratulations and thank you. Pamela Swift. Come on down. <laughs> Congratulations and thank you. I'll give you two. Mary Madigan. And last but certainly not least, Miss Jackie Johnson. Congratulations and thank you. You all come on down. Y'all give it up again for Fun Litter Pickup Club. We have a few more folks. Uh, Ms. Butler, come on up. We have one for you as well. So, so let me just say this. There's like 40 of them. All right, there's 40 of them. This is just the folk who can come out tonight. There's some who are watching right now via Zoom. So uh, they saved us on some paper tonight. <laughs> but we're going to make sure that we uh, hand those out uh, at the holiday party that's coming up as well. So we're going to do a group photo. Thank <laughs> you. 
and that ends my presentation. Okay. Awesome. Great job. Testing one, two. Yep. We've been joined by uh, Councilmember Santiago Romero, and let's give our uh, pro tem another round of applause. And of course, the recognition for this evening. Madam President, can I just say one thing? I yes. want to give a shout out to my team because here's the thing uh, I cannot do this by myself. Uh, there, we've had some transition, and this team has seamlessly pulled everything together, and I want to recognize them as well. Team, will you please stand up? We have Karen Williams, Ashley Michelle, Armani McAlping, Jawan Howard, I think we see Lynn McNeil back there, and uh, Chief of Staff Keontae Humphreys was not able to be here this evening, but she's certainly here in heart and soul as well. We got somebody else out there, come on. I'm waiting for Jai to come on through. Come on, Jai, don't be shy. And that's Jai Singletary, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful team, great So, Oh, that's right, Brandon. All right. Brandon Whitfield. They're coming from everywhere. <laughs> that's the team that makes this thing happen. So I appreciate you all. Love you. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Thank you so much, President Pro Tem Tate, and to his team as well for all the work that you all do. Uh, we've also been joined by Member Durhoff, the clerk would note. And we're going to go now to citizen concerns. These are residents that called in ahead of time, so they would have uh, four minutes for public comment. And we're going to start with Ms. Vanessa Peak. Good evening, everyone. I am a long-standing resident living in the Farwell area of District 3. My community was devastated by the recession which occurred in year 2008 for the following reasons. Many of the homeowners work for Ms. the nearby Pete, automotive Ms. plants. Pete, can you just talk into the microphone a little bit more? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Do I get to restart? Yeah, my go name? ahead. Okay. Yep, that's fine. I am, I am a long-standing resident living in the Farwell area of District 3. My community was devastated by the recession which occurred in year 2008 for the following reasons. Many of the homeowners work for the nearby automotive plants and lost their jobs predatory mortgage lending, and the city and the county did not have a comprehensive plan to address the matter at hand. I am here today because I am in need of help. I'm here to discuss concerns regarding the Detroit Land Bank Authority. They're the major stakeholder of the nine block area in which I reside. They have never maintained any of the houses entrusted to them. Their actions have resulted in my community being unattractive to home ownership and a playground for criminals, slumlords, and squatters. They exploit the poor by selling them dilapidated houses for cheap that either should be demolished or require a substantial amount of cash to make them livable. They have never rehabbed a house in my community for purpose of selling as move-in ready as they advertise on their website and their capability of doing. Currently, they are, they are removing blighted, dilapidated, houses from the demolition list in attempting to sell them in my community. And we have, as homeowners have requested that these houses be demolished and they should be demolished and they're taking them off of the demolition roll. They're willfully allowing squatters who engage in illegal activity to occupy their property despite complaints of us nearby residents. They refuse to vet buyers for the purchase of houses in my community as it's done in areas being gentrified. Here recently, they have started selling houses in my community to hardcore criminals for $1,000.
One criminal tells another one about the ability to buy these houses, and then they also direct them to other houses in my community owned by the Detroit Land Bank for which they can squat in. These criminals are now controlling my nine block area in which I live as a prison ward. I have brought this to the attention of the land bank on numerous occasions. These criminals have no interest in having a community that is clean, safe, and inviting for home ownership. They seek to create an environment that is conducive to conducting illegal activity. Here recently, I've heard the council bring up issuing blight tickets. Let me tell you what happens in a community for a person like myself. When the 11th and the 7th merge to uh, temporarily become the Northeastern District Police Community Relations Council, I served as the president. So when Ms. Parker, when someone complains of my community and Ms. Parker sends an inspector out and an inspector goes to these houses where these squatters are, who do they look at? They look at me. They look at me for several reasons because I've never sat back when our geographic area was not a part of the hardest hit funds and the city of Detroit did not provide any funding. What did I do? I, I engaged myself active with the police department. I started a nonprofit organization. I went to the Detroit Land Bank. I asked for permission to board up their houses. I see what they're doing in other areas being gentrified, but they're offering no help to us, and I need some help. Essentially, what we're asking for in our community right now is to stop the land bank from selling any additional homes. We have homes in our, in our communities that should be torn down. Since proposal, I think it's proposal D has been uh, enacted, we have had no houses demolished. And they continue, regardless to what we say, we want to see our area turn back to home ownership. We're in need of help. And when I say to you, I had a situation a couple weeks ago, Ms. Parker sent out inspectors, these, these criminals were is, issued tickets. Can you imagine someone going like this, telling you, I'm going to kill you? And this is an individual who has been incarcerated, who, who had already killed two people, and he tells you, for every good that you've done, Sorry. I'm going to make okay. sure I destroy you. And also, we have Thank an you. individual in our community right now. The land bank recently sold the house. He's got 24 counts. He's up for trial. Four of those accounts are attempt to commit murder. If you could only understand what we as residents are going through, and I am just asking for this council to have someone sit down at the table with us in the land bank and to temporarily stop the, the, the sale of any other houses till we can figure out what to do. I take right, someone threatening my life to be thank very serious. You. Thank you, thank you, Ms. Pekin. No one should be doing that at all. So um, we take that very serious as well. Uh, I'm sure you've been working with Member Benson, who represents District 3. Um, I don't, I wanna, don't want to overstep on the councilman's district, but we can work with you, the at-large members, and also uh, the district, uh, the land bank liaison for your district to make sure that we address your issues. And so if we can get the information from you offline, we'll make sure we work to facilitate a meeting to try to get your issues addressed, okay? Yes, and, and, and we, when, I, when I say to you, I, I, you know, this is the holiday season, if, if, and, I, and I know it's the season of giving, but the greatest gift that you could give the nine block area in which I live is to ask the land bank to not sell any more houses in my community till we sit down and talk about this. All right, all right, thank you so much. And if you have 
the addresses of the homes within your community or a neighborhood that you're referring to, that would be helpful as well. Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Pete. Mr. Cunningham? Good morning, honorable body and everyone listening. Um, Mr. Armstrong hit me up on Facebook, so I guess he was listening, I don't know. And he's right there with the beige dicky outfit, I think. And uh, I brought him down here today because he wanted to speak about the bus services. So anyway, the hotline number, those that listen, 313-444-9114, 313-444-9114. On Facebook, Force Subservience Cunningham. Uh, there is a DDOT meeting uh, this upcoming Thursday. I'm asking for this honorable body to send an intern or send a staffer uh, to the DDOT meeting and possibly um, send out an email blast about the meeting um, or put the meeting on your social media um, this upcoming Thursday. Um, one thing I've been doing because we're down 80 drivers at uh, DDOT is, and it's going to be a, it's rough this summer, it, it was rough this spring, um, I've been giving out hand warmers. Um, and they've been smiling, they're waiting extra 30, 40, 50 minutes. Um, also bus tickets. Um, and, and some people don't get any joy or random act of kindness. Um, it's cold out there right now. The Grand River was an hour and a, hour and a half wait today. This other's grass shit. Uh, I'm not sure about Werner. I'm not sure about those because I really don't go in that area. But around the city, when I do go around, there's a long wait because they're short drivers. And imagine 20 degree weather, snowing weather, rainy weather. And I'm asking you on your own, get some hand warmers. You know people in your community. Uh, roll your wind down partially so you don't get COVID or whatever, but give them a hand warmer, give them some coffee, some uh, hot chocolate, just give them a random act of kindness because it's going to be a rough, rough winter. Um, uh, those who ride Detroit Department of Transportation. Um, I wrote that down. Oh, uh, the idea of giving out bus tickets to those and validating parking for those that come to City Council throughout the week and on the nightly meetings. Um, that's something that really should be, you know. Uh, those are very poor that they, they come down, get a free bus ticket to go back home or validate their parking. Um, it's very, some people have, uh, what do you call it, uh, the digital divide. So they don't know how to go on Zoom. I didn't. I thank God for Stephen Grady Muhammad who was very patient with me and uh, showed me how to go on Zoom when I first start coming back to City Council uh, public comment. Um, Councilwoman um, Santiago Romero, uh, I did send that email and I appreciate what you guys are doing. I appreciate that very much. So I hope that that's what you were asking for. Thank you. And Councilwoman Callery, my condolences again. I hope you got the flowers that I sent. Um, um, Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. you. You speak up and say what's on your mind. I love it. And um, you have a lot of conviction, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, I do want to say something about when I was giving out hand, hand warmers and bus tickets today, I was by Straight Gate or around that, the church. And she said, your name Cunningham? You come to my church. I said, you know, I really read my own word and do my own thing. I've been accused of a lot of things from not that church in particular, but church folk in general. And I choose 
find my peace. And she took the, took the hand warmers and bus tickets and threw it back in my face. And I said, now that's not Christ-like. I just want peace. I have church folk confuse me of bringing weapons to church, guns to church, all kinds of strange, malicious things, rumors. And they're not true. And I've been in church all my life, from Bethesda Christian Church in Sterling Heights to Word of Faith to Evangel. I just find my peace, read my word, pray, and be a blessing. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Uh, Robert Pulowski. He got cut off. Okay, is Robert Pulowski available? Okay, and then we're gonna cut off public comment. Okay, he's promoted. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Yes, we can, good evening. Sorry about that, I got joined as a panelist. So good evening, everyone. My name is Robert Pulowski. I represent the Wayne County Youth Council for District 15 in Wayne County and I'm from Southgate. Um, I'm calling on, well, one thing I wanna point out from today's city council meeting, I wanna congratulate Fred Durhall on his engagement. So I'm sorry, had to point it out there, councilman. So just make sure you get the recognition for it. Um, but I have a resolution in front of you guys today. Uh, it's regarding the Rosa Parks Transit Center. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody knows Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks had a huge impact on my life. She empowered me to do the activism and advocate for transportation all across the state of Michigan. Um, she has been real big in the civil rights movement and she has been a big voice for Detroit. Her activism shows for her bus, bus boycott in Alabama and she advocated for transportation for all rights all people of all different backgrounds, and that's what I stand with. Uh, I don't want to get too much into detail with her history, but uh, we all know that Rosa Parks Day is February 4th of each year, and the opening of Rosa Parks Transit Center, which was July 14, 2009, to honor her legacy in the city of Detroit, was a remarkable day for all Detroit residents and also for the city of Detroit. It not just gave everybody a new transit center here in Detroit, it gave an honorable legacy, it honored her legacy in the city of Detroit for her movement in the civil rights. And it shows each and every day that everybody has a voice. In these trying times, we all, it's crazy. And one of the things I focus on is social justice. Social justice is one of my biggest focuses and just her empowering people in the city to fight for change, that's where we're gonna get. We are the future of the generation and the only way we can do that is if we start making a choice. So I propose a resolution here today. On December 1st, 2022, the day of her arrest, and today as of course it would be an unlawful arrest, but it did change a lot of lives and it impacted a lot of people and it makes people's voices be heard. Today is a change that we deserve a change in our future. And I propose a resolution here today on December 1st, 2022 that we honor Rosa Parks for her legacy in the city of Detroit this day forward and years to come. It is long overdue and her arrest shows that how much impact she had on the community. It shows day in and day out that everybody has a voice here in the city of Detroit. And it's not just the city, it's our country. Social justice is needed throughout our country. There is 
too much civil unrest, and all we can do is pray for peace. We need to love one each other, and we need to focus on how to accept one another for who they are. Wayne County is one of the most diverse backgrounds. Wayne County is home to a lot of folks and a lot of people, and we honor that. And today with this resolution I propose, it's today that we start making change and we start honoring the legacy of the one person that started the civil rights movement this day on December 1st, 2022. And the one thing I wanna point out lastly is our DDOT community input meeting, which will be at five o'clock on Thursday. It'll be via Zoom from five to 6.30. Please come voice your concerns, bring some staff from city council and make your voice heard. Like I said, transportation is essential. And the only way we're gonna get that done is if we start making our voices heard. We are Detroit, we are the future. We will not back down, we will stand up and we will fight back. Detroit for all and our voices are heard. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Robert. And if you can please send over uh, that resolution to city council so that we can um, move forward with it and approve that. Thank you so much. And if the clerk would note, we've also been joined by member Young. And we'll move now to our general public comment. Everyone will have two minutes for public comment. And we'll start with Fletcher Daniels, followed by Taylor Harrell. Good evening, Council. Good evening. Uh, I thought you had canceled. I put my, my notes and stuff away. Give me a second. I'm sorry? I put all my notes away. I thought you said oh, it was okay. over. I was like, oh, great. So just give me a second here. All right. All right, evening. Uh, my name is Fletcher Daniels. I'm a uh, resident of the old Refert community and the member of large for the Greater Sand Hill Block Club there. Um, I was asked to come here to represent them today, so I'm the representing e-board member for today. Um, we had our last, or second to last, e-board meeting this last month, it was October. Um, and they had a couple of questions in our meeting that we didn't have answers to. And hopefully you all would take some time to hear what I'm gonna say and then collect some answers and maybe even come to our next board meeting and maybe fill in some of those blanks for us. Um, our biggest concern in our community is the Rogel Golf Course, especially one on Berg Road, since many of our members live on Berg. Um, we've recently heard that the development is under review and possibly being canceled because of soil issues, um, because of, where are my notes at? Jesus Christ, it was there. Allegedly too expensive to clean up. Um, and our block club was requesting um, a, a report of the findings that they came to this conclusion that was too expensive to clean up. Um, it is really important that we find a way for that space to be fixed up. Um, if the city can't do it, we would like to be able to have the capacity to do it ourselves, or find someone who can do it, or put a move to make sure it's done. Um, we, it's a lot of blight across that road from us, brings a lot of animals our way. Um, and we're really looking for, especially someone like me who recently purchased a home in that area, um, with the idea that the city is going to fix that up, which would bring up property values, bring up the area's value, um, and then encourage people of value to move in as well. Um, so the Rogel is a big piece, and our last piece is, um, crap, I'm running out of time. Uh, we just stick to those. If I find my notes again, I'll come back to you. Thank you for listening. 
All right, hold on one second, sir, before you, before you step, step away. Pro Tem Tate. Hey, and welcome to uh, District 1. Um, Thank you, moved Tate. over to the neighborhood recently. So uh, we are, I don't want to say a step ahead of you, we're actually one step with you. Uh, Ashley Michelle has actually been in touch with the department to identify what the holdup is, and we have some information for you. We're planning a Zoom meeting uh, with the community coming up, and we're looking at right now either the first week of December or the second week of December. And we're going to ensure we get that information out to the neighborhood because, I mean, the, the reality is it's been stalled for quite some time now. And we have gotten the concerns from Eagle, um, but there is no plans. I'll tell you this right now. There is no plans to uh, scrap this uh, project. Okay, I'm letting great. you know that right now. So we'll be at the meeting. But if um, Ashley Michelle, if you can reach out to this gentleman, Mr. Fletcher, give him the information, and we'll go from there. But thank you for raising that issue. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Daniels. Uh, Taylor Harrell. Good evening, everyone. My name is Taylor Harrell, and I am with the General Services Department. I am the, the Special Events and Permits Manager for the City of Detroit, and I just wanted to thank this honorable body and all of you who may have participated in some of our Halloween in the D activities. Um, on Halloween Day, we were able to service over 12,000 children in the rec center, so that was extremely exciting. And on December 10th, we have Breakfast with Santa at Adams Butzel. Um, we, are, we have space for 500 children and their families, so if you all would like to come out that would be great and then January 14th um, for our winter fest which will also be hosted at Adams Butzel we have space for an upwards of 2,000 children where we'll have um, ice skating ice fishing ice hockey and a lot of different um, activities and giveaways there um, and this upcoming Friday if any of you know any muralists or artists um, we have a take part in the walls artist showcase so a lot of the artists who have done some of the murals across the city on some of the buildings that you see will have an opportunity to sell their art. That'll be at 6 p.m. Um, at the design studio on West McNichol. So if any of you want to come out, that would be great. And then also, um, there are a lot of small and minority-owned businesses in the city of Detroit who are always looking for opportunities to vend or um, host or be a part of some of the events that you all host or other, other city departments. And so we are having a vendor outreach recruitment fair in February. We will have four of them, two on the east side and two on the west side. The final dates and times and locations will be solidified at a later date, but I did want to let you all know that if you do have a small or minority-owned business um, in the city of Detroit and you are looking for more opportunities or to take part in some of the events that we do in the city, um, that is the space for you to go. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Armstrong. All right, Mr. Armstrong. I'd like to thank first of all the master who created me. But my problem is this, with the bus, <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there that's not right. But we're not here to talk about that. There's a lot of issues going on. But I'm always on the Van Dyke and Lafayette bus. I ride the bus a lot. And this guy, right off the rip, he's just, something was wrong with him. And it wasn't godly like, period. And um, I left my bag and I was at the stop and I tried to knock on the um, door to get it. He drove off. And then a couple of days later, I kept recognizing his um, attitude problem. Like he was just mad at the world. I just don't know whether he was Christ-like or not. I didn't know. But I keep experiencing things like this. He won't let the older people be on the bus to warm up. You're not pulling off. I try to get him to get my bag. He just pulled off. I try to wave him down. He's like, huh, whatever, whatever. You know, but um. 
It's not my job or our job to catch up, it's to catch on, and that's all I got to really say. All right. All right, thank you, uh, Mr. Armstrong. And again, I'm sure you were attending the DDOT community meetings as well, too, with uh, Mr. Cunningham to make sure we report those situations to uh, the director of DDOT as well. But we appreciate you for coming down. Uh, Larry from CNBC Block Club. We have a concern about the, uh, the establishment that's being uh, opened up pretty soon, right on the corner of 8 Mile and Berg Road. At one time, we, we were told that it was going to be an adult entertainment location. Then we were told that it was going to be a fancy restaurant. And then it was told that we, it was going to be, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would think that before something is okayed, that someone would know exactly what's going to be there. And really, between uh, Berg Road and maybe Livernois or so, I mean, how many do we need? I mean, there's like six or seven of them that are, mm -hmm. that are in that area, and they're all on the Detroit side. Mm -hmm. Well, I cross over to Southfield, nothing. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's not a one. So, and I would think that most of the participants there are not Detroiters. And then and that's a concern. I mean, you tell me that it's going to be on, you know, so don't tell me that you're going to have filet mignon and crab legs and you classify yourself as a fancy restaurant. Red Lobster has that. We'd like to you know, find out a little bit more about that. It's, it's opening up. They're putting in the trees and the lights and fancy things and stuff. So we know pretty soon it's going to open up. Okay. Also, my last comment is how many locations do we need to sell marijuana mm -hmm. on this side of, of Eight Mile. Every three blocks, every three blocks, you know, there's, there's one, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they change the name, Medical Center, uh, Last Hope, and you know, whatever it is. We, you know, we're not stupid. We know what it is. And can we, like, cut down on it, you know, just say, okay, that's enough, go somewhere else. And, and they all must be making money because they keep opening up. So if, you, if the council could assist us with that, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Um, before you step away, Larry, one second. Um, yes. Pro Tim would like to respond. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for being here. So we've gotten information about that location that you, you're mentioning. The, when I spoke to the director of uh, building and safety, it indicated that it was, a, uh, it was a, a banquet hall that's being placed there. Now, I have not looked into it in the last six months, seven months or so. So I'll go back and take a look and talk to folks and, and see if any changes have been made, but that was what the plan was for, and that was what was submitted to the department, and that was what was approved. So it's not a gentleman's club, I will say that for sure, because they have not been uh, any requests for those uh, moving forward over a number of years, there have not been any new ones. Um, and when in speaking to the department, they said it's very, very unlikely that they would approve one of those in the city of Detroit anyway because of the capacity that we're already at. And as it relates to uh, the uh, marijuana's uh, locations, so the city of Detroit isn't yet to award any of the uh, recreational marijuana licenses. There's an allocation for 100 licenses for retail citywide. And so I'll tell you this, in District 1, 
because of zoning, we have one of the, uh, we have a disparity, if you will, if you're someone who, who wants those type of locations in your district, we don't have many spots. So I know it appears that it is concentrated and Eight Mile is a unique animal, um, but what you'll see is a leveling out citywide. You're not gonna see a, number, a, a lot of uh, the, the uh, retail establishments populating um, any and everywhere because again of this very, very uh, stringent zoning that we have. Now we have some folks who have a difference of opinion, think that it should be a lot more of those facilities in the city. That's a debate and a conversation that we're gonna have uh, certainly as a city because there is a desire to have more of these establishments depending on who you talk to. Um, but as of right now, what we have in place, uh, 100 retail locations citywide and that's going to be broken into, broken down into three different phases. So you're not going to see a hundred of those right immediately in December when we award those. So we'll have additional conversation. I'll give you a, uh, as much information as you would like and need on what's being planned, what's moving forward. But the awards for the recreational marijuana uh, licenses uh, shall happen uh, in December. So uh, that's coming. That's coming. But there, I guarantee you, you're not going to see any additional spaces based on uh, the zoning that we currently have. It may be a little bit, um, but even looking at what was recommended by the City Planning Commission, uh, at least in District 1, based on the zoning, um, it's not going to be very much more than what you see right now, if any. So one question. So all of the ones that I've seen, because I travel up and down the email, such as like cookies and all that stuff, are you saying that all those are uh, medical people that have cards and stuff it's yeah. not just selling to the public yes sir and, and and i'll tell you this and i know madam president will and we can take the rest of the conversation offline okay. that's the case but i'll tell you those places more than likely are going to be applying for recreational as well and i'm going to be honest with you that doesn't guarantee that they're going to get those awards for recreational uh cannabis but i guarantee you 100 percent that each and every one of them that are open right now are going to look to trans uh, for their license into a adult use a license. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, thank you, uh, Larry. Yes, Member Young. Thank you, Larry. Right, sir. What's what's your last name? I'm gonna cut him. Call you. Say it again. Yeah. Mathis. Okay, Mr. Mathis. Um, th that was excellent. What uh, President Pro Tim said. I, I just wanted to say, on my end, um, what I think would be better, and what I've been working on, is that we change zoning, uh, particularly downtown to be able to move a lot of these businesses that I think would be better off downtown. I'm not saying that we're going to eliminate the footprint, but I definitely think we can have conversations about either reducing or at least changing the concentration of the way it looks based on them going downtown, which I think quite frankly is better for business because it's a business, it should be in a business district. And so these are things that I'm working with the City Planning Commission on right now. Uh, they also, we've worked on some things at Eastern Market as well, which I think would be better because it's a business. And so I want to work with you. I'm going to have somebody from my office reach out to you so we can keep that conversation going. So if anyone has, because I'm you, you're one of your at-large members, so if anyone has any conversations about this in the future in terms of what we want to do, these are just something, and I'm going to work in tandem uh, with my colleague and uh, leader, uh, President Proto Tate, in order to make sure that we could have different solutions on how we could talk about changing, at least trying to talk about having the, the, the conversation of reduction 
I think in a lot of these areas, I think if we go vertical, and what I mean by that is actually having these marijuana businesses be in these high rises on one floor or another floor like they have in downtown in some areas, I think not only can we deal with the vacancy, which right now <clears throat> after COVID is about 50%, maybe a little bit more than that, I think it also could deal with the terms of the concentration overall in District 1 and across the city. So I just want to let you know that as well, a little tidbit. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Member Young. All right. We can turn over to our virtual public comment. The first caller is Renard Munchunsky. Hi. Good evening. Can I be heard? Yes. Good evening. Uh, um, good evening, uh, Madam uh, President and um, uh, President Pro Tem Tate and members of council. Uh, thanks for being able to speak at this time. Um, I just wanted to, again, reiterate my support and thank for uh, Public Health and Safety Committee for uh, passing the DDOT Bill of Rights and um, ask this council um, to support the simple measure for bus riders as we get into the winter months. And a lot of these are just a basic statement of rights like one-time service, reliable communication, public input, a lot of things that DDA have already embodied, but we'd like to uh, see in public and writing, of course. Um, in terms of, um, now I'm speaking as a resident, um, um, as we're going into next year, um, I-375 is going to be a major construction project. And um, I, um, I want the city of Detroit, especially um, DDA to be able to sit at the table um, and um, be a stakeholder in those type of meetings. And also, uh, sorry, I'm curious to understand how the land will be conveyed to the city of Detroit. Will there be opportunities for a truly affordable um, and low income housing and bringing back um, the spirit of Black Bottom as well? So, very, really interested in um, what that development is going to look like for the city of Detroit and what our involvement is um, as. A lot of these transit grants from the federal government are going to change um, the shape of our city. I also wanted to express support for um, the new center intermodal facility. That's the kind of working name for what will be the new transit center for Greyhound and also for Amtrak um, that will be located um, Woodward along Baltimore. And I'm just um, in support of that project and also serve on a community advisory council for, for that as well. And um, MDOT is going to have its um, hearing, public hearing, um, at the College for Creative. All right, thank you, uh, Renard Mashansky. The next caller is Barbara Salter. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Good evening. Good evening, and thank you for coming over to our District 1. My name is Barbara Salter, and I'm the secretary of the 1920 Burgess Block Club. Hello, <laughs> Councilman Tate. Um, I'm calling, I just wanted to know, is there anyone or any organizations in District 1 that's going to be giving out turkeys in our area? We are hearing about other people giving out turkeys for Thanksgiving. Um, but they're for um, ACC and others are doing it, but they're further away for our people. So I was just wondering, is there anything or any groups in our area that's going to be doing that? And if so, can we get that information that we can get out to our residents to help them during this time? And that's my question. 
All right. Thank you, uh, Pro Tem. Yep. Thank you, Ms. Salter. We'll 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 get back in touch with you online and give you a list of uh, locations that we're aware of, um, and get you that information, ma'am. Thank you. We do have your your number, though. We have your information. All right. Thank you. And the last caller is Fran. Uh, yes, good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Good evening. Good, uh, yes, uh, my name is Fran Harris. I'm with the EL78 community. Um, I have just two quick things. Um, and one is the age-old problem of blight on private property. People, re uh, citizens report the issue, blight tickets are issued, but because the blight is on private property, nothing ever really happens. I was just wondering, has there ever been any studies, like maybe we'd look at other urban cities and how they handle the issue because residents just stay frustrated. And we just, it's like a, it's like a, a, a mouse on the wheel. We, we report it, they get a ticket, and that's all that happens. Um, and, and maybe there's something else community members can do. I, I mean, I don't know, but it, it's just something that I wish we could maybe take a look at. And council maybe come up with some other ideas on how we can handle that to actually correct the problem. Um, the other um, thing I wanted to mention was uh, council recently rejected a proposal for food safety, the food safety ordinance. And I would just like if someone could maybe talk about why Detro diners in Detroit shouldn't have information about res the restaurants that they're eating in and and if they're in compliance with the health department. That's all I have. Thank you. All right, thank you. Anyone want to respond? Okay. All right, so I'm sure the food safety ordinance will come back to council um, sometime next year. There were several concerns uh, from members around capacity of the health department. Also maybe starting off with a pilot that would use a QR code uh, instead of the color coding system that was being proposed and also understanding that we are coming off of a pandemic and a lot of our restaurant owners are already having a lot of issues uh, in red tape. And so there were several issues that were raised, but again, I think we all agree with the idea of having some type of system that does show the recent inspections for our restaurants is just how we achieve that. And so again, that will come back probably before sometime um, next year. So we would love to hear your input uh, at that time. All right, our next caller, please. That concludes uh, public comment, Madam President. All right, that concludes our public comment. Uh, I did wanna bring up Mr. Donwell really quick. Um, he is currently hosting How to Appeal Your Property uh, Taxes, uh, virtual meetings throughout the city, and so I'm not sure, Mr. Donwell, do you have your next one planned already? So, uh, good evening, Willie Donwell, Director of the Detroit Border Review. Uh, Council President, we are currently going to, on next Tuesday, do a uh, HOPE Zoom meeting okay. uh, that is going to be uh, hosted uh, with the Urban Real Estate Organization. Um, the information will be posted on the website in the morning. We actually just finished putting this together today. So it's going to be posted on the website in the morning in terms of the Zoom link. Uh, but what we're also doing is reaching out to as many uh, real estate and other community partners as possible to get them involved as well. So we're participating in their outreach 
and meetings also. Um, on the 29th, we will be doing a how to appeal your okay. assessment. So on Tuesday the 29th, we will be doing a how to appeal your assessment, and that will be uh, being done by the Board of Review. All right, and that will be virtual, and they can call what number to get information? Yep, they can call 313-628-0722, 313-628-0722, or they can email the Board of Review at boardofreview at detroitmi.gov, boardofreview at detroitmi.gov. All right, thank okay. you so thank much, you. Mr. Downwill. And Pro Tem, did you have anything additional? No, just thank you all for being here. Uh, we are certainly going to have our last uh, in-person D1 monthly meeting coming up this uh, upcoming Saturday. Uh, we typically have it on the fourth Saturday of the month, but this is a holiday month, so we moved it up uh, a week. Uh, on the agenda, we will be discussing uh, Detroit water and sewage projects in District 1, uh, where they are, how have they been, and what are they planning moving forward. Uh, there's a major project that was in the Grand Mount Rosedale area, and we uh, are going to get a analysis and also want to hear feedback from the community as well on what uh, and how uh, the department did in, in that particular process. We also, you know, in, in the District 1 monthly meeting, we don't just talk about government-related stuff. We always like to talk about things that relate to our lives in general. And we're going to have an individual from uh, LGBTQ uh, Detroit who will discuss, you know, we, we often hear pronouns, we see pronouns, and I've talked to some of my older relatives and residents, and they're not sure about this pronoun thing, why are we doing this? I know what I look like, I know what I am, I know what I've been doing. This is the month of tolerance, uh, November 16th, as a matter of fact, um, designated that particular day. And there's a number of, if we don't get to a point in this, in this country where we try to understand each other, uh, and see people for who they are, and that's not to project anything onto someone else, but if we're not to the point where we're willing to understand where others are coming from, we will continue down this horrific road that we are, again, within this particular country. And so we'll have uh, uh, a presentation and a conversation about uh, tolerance and what that looks like. So we're looking for your input there. Uh, additionally, we will have a youth spotlight. We have a phenomenal young person that we're looking to uplift and looking for your support to give them that uh, encouragement as they move forward. Uh, so that will be this upcoming Saturday at the D1 monthly meeting, which will take place at Crowell, Crowell Rec Center uh, over on McNichols Road uh, at 10 a.m. We will make sure we get out additional information out to the community, but we would love to have you there at, again, our final meeting of the 2022 year. But again, thank you all for, for being here. And another big shout out to the Rosedale Fund Club. All right. All right. As we get ready to close, I did just want to mention one other event. Uh, that is the sixth annual Veterans Resource Fair that will be hosted on November the 17th, hosted by Eric Sabri, our Wayne County Treasurer, also co-hosted by Willie Donwell. This um, event will have uh, resources available for jobs, healthcare, foreclosure prevention, employment, housing, utility assistance, and much more. It is an all-day event, and it is virtual for anyone um, who knows veterans. If you are a spouse, a family member, or a veteran yourself, please attend. Again, that's November the 17th from 10 a.m. 
to 2 p.m. and it is online if you are interested. Uh, you can contact our office and we can provide you with that information. Uh, the number is 313-224-4505. And I just wanted to make sure people were aware of that event. If there's nothing, yes, yeah. Member Young. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, I just also want to make an announcement that on <clears throat> Friday, November 18th at 12.30 p.m., the Michigan Military and Veterans Hall of Honor will be inducting my father, uh, Mayor Coleman Alexander Young Sr., into the Hall of Honor. And uh, I'm going to be taking members from the Coleman A. Young American Legion Post 202 and members of the Tuskegee Airmen by bus. The induction of my father will occur at the Michigan History Museum in Lansing, Michigan at 12.30 p.m. So that's again uh, on Friday, November 8th, 12.30 p.m. at the Michigan History Museum in Lansing, Michigan. Love to see you if you could come. Thank you and God bless you. All right, with that being said, if there's nothing else to come before us, thank you all for your time this evening. Thank you for coming out. Everyone be safe, be blessed. This is our last evening meeting of the year. So happy holidays to you all. Enjoy your families, be safe. God bless you all and have a great evening.